Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode number 220 for January 29th. 2020. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've said too much, especially Izzy Swan, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Rate, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Joshua Alexander, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi and Pop-Up Makerspace. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, in case you didn't guess, that was last week's introduction as read by the one and only Phil Pinsky, who is not reading it this week because um, I think he had something else to do. I don't know why, but he's not, he's not here this and, week. And- Anything else he has to do, he'll take advantage of that. Apparently, got a fold laundry. I can't record this week. (laughs) Well, you know, the new episode of uh, Picard launched on CBS All Access, so Phil's busy this hour watching that. He can't. He can't talk to us. (laughs) I got a business meeting. (laughs) But um, but fear not, the one and only lovable Bill Lutz and me sort of likable tim swear here for all your reclaimed audio <laughs> podcast needs and um well why don't we jump right into it uh we actually did hash out in the pre-show a course of action without phil and yeah. it, was a, it was easy and fun um no yeah. one professional no one yeah no it was very professional no one got upset it was great so mm-hmm. phil uh bill what are you working on well, I, I was I was mentioning earlier that um, I I got a project from Casey. She came home and somebody at the salon busted a uh, one of the towel cabinet doors, which is a thin plexiglass sliding door. There's you know one on each side, and they open one half to get to that side, open the other half. And um, somebody opened it a little too hard, broke the plastic, so I had to go buy a, a sheet of plexiglass and cut that up and sand all the corners and everything and screw a little knob onto it to make a replacement door for her. And then also one of my old fluorescent fixtures in the garage, very, very old, um, finally gave up. It was just, it's, it's not very cold here in the wintertime, and if it's so cold that the fluorescent light won't come on, you know, it's time to go, so... It was like 75, too cold for it. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, I replaced that with an LED fixture. Uh, but that's about it. I've, I've been sick, unfortunately, trying to just muddle through that and uh-huh. haven't been overly motivated, but uh, feeling good. Started working out. Well, you've been sick, but yet uh, you made it to the podcast recording tonight. Huh. Well, I have I have what's called, um, what, what do you call that? That's uh, determination. Uh, work um, ethic? Resp- work ethic, yes. <laughs> responsibilities. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Casey made me start working out, man. So we've been hitting. The, we put our dining area is now a uh, gym, basically. I got a, a total gym type exercise machine, and she's got her bicycle on a stand, you know, where it adds so you can ride the bike like that. So, of course, I don't do none of that silly bicycle riding, but I am doing the the machine. And uh, yeah, she's kicking my butt, and I can feel it. I'm sore. Uh, I could complain a lot, but I won't because I'm professional. We're doing a podcast. How does she get resistance on the bike? Uh, so the stand that it sits on, the back wheel, yeah. is lifted off of the air. Or, yep. You know, it's lifted. Yeah. Then there's an attachment underneath it that you screw up, and it pushes up against the uh, rear tire. You set get... the main resistance there, and mm. then it's got a little cable that runs up from that. You clamp it onto the handlebar, so you can adjust the resistance a little bit more there. And then, of course, shifting through the gears will give you even more resistance. Yeah. It's yeah. actually, it was like 35 bucks on Amazon. I mean, it wasn't that expensive. Um, but it's pretty sophisticated. She really likes it. So. Yeah, because I, I had a yeah. at one point in time I had this old bike, and I I had um you know when you do like BMX bike there's like those pegs that you can screw on your back wheels, uh, right, right. to stand on and do tricks and stuff. I had a set of those, and so I, I had this like this real garbage mountain bike, um, and I I screwed it on those onto the back wheels of this mountain bike. It was like a like a twelve speed or something, and I put them up okay. on jack stands. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, great. I got, I got an exercise bike now. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I was like, I was, I'll do a little cardio in the morning when I get to work. On, I was, the idea was when it was cold in there, I'd like light a fire and do a little cardio for like 10, 15 minutes, warm up, and then get to work. But it was like, it was just, <laughs> there was no resistance. So no resistance. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was not really, 
not really that good of a workout, but um, yeah. So that was just I, I saw that picture. Thought, you, yeah. I saw the picture you sent, and uh, and I was just like, how does how do they make that work? <laughs> it's like it's, oh, it's just pressure on the t- a roller yeah. that's you, you know it's a roller that goes up against the back tire. Um, that you just kind of crank on it and adds more resistance and it's yeah. a weighted thing too. Right, because that's what I was thinking about. It's like, oh, I could shove something under here, but then it's like, you know, like if I shoved the block of wood under there, eventually the, either the tire or the wood would burn away. So it has to be something that moves, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they've come a long way. It used to be they were cheesy, but these things now, um, they're, yeah. they're not bad at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What about you, man? What have you been up to? Um, I have been uh, trucking along like I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything but I've got a lot going on but I'm not finishing anything <laughs> you know how that goes <laughs> it's like and all the things I'm doing are like the kind of things that I don't know I like to you know I like to take my time with with guitar making um, you know I like to kind of let things sit for a few days you know and and uh, you know especially when I'm doing things that are are new and un mm-hmm. unchartered mm-hmm. for me at least um, and so like I have like two customer guitars I'm working on right now that kind of fit into that category. One of them is a five string um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of six, which is kind of fun and interesting. And uh, and then I'm also I'm waiting on pickups because um, I'm getting mm-hmm. my custom pickups made. And uh, so I'm kind of waiting for those to come in before I go any further. So I, I've been kind of going along with those. Then I and then I went like and it's just sort of the nature of guitar making because of that. Like you know, it sort of makes sense to make a couple of them at a time. So I have these two I'm working on, and then I went and I started a batch of five that I was doing like a like a series. And I, um, the idea is, to, I think I might have mentioned that the idea is to try and sell them in local stores and um, right, and, right. and have like a little hang tags like this is part of the limited series, blah blah blah, you know. And it's even if they don't, I don't know. If, like, there's a couple stores I think will take them, like mom and pop stores. Uh, I don't know if they'll do commission, consignment, you know, whatever they want to do. I'd be open to trying, um, but. Uh, you know, I look at it almost just like an advertisement. It's just like, you know, even if it never sells, it's just like advertisement in a guitar store. So people in a guitar store oh, know absolutely. why I exist. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm waiting on pickups for those. Uh, and then I just got in, um, uh, I just got the deposit to start the crazy Chinese uh, electric pipa instrument. Um, nice. That's going to be a challenge for sure. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It, there's, I'm, there's there's a couple things on it which is always kind of exciting too. There's a couple things on it like I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so that's always kind of fun. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, so so I've got all these things going on, and then I've got like I do have this like you know YouTube channel which is kind of a part of my my income, and and even when I like don't have sponsored videos um i'm working on some stuff to to do some sponsored videos later i like i do like to just keep you know making videos and um so i was like oh i need a project for that so i started two projects uh for videos that aren't too time consuming and one of them is kind of leading into our discussion it is um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll i'll say the name and then you can berate me for five minutes and then i'll 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 tell the story because that's how it's gonna go anyways <laughs> but so i'm Go working ahead. i'm working on a cigar box guitar bill no, you're not. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. A, I was actually. No, I, I believe. I believe that you made it very clear that um, that that's not something you would ever be interested in because you're an actual real guitar maker. I, I thought that's. So I, I don't believe you. I, I don't believe that's what you're doing. <laughs> um, I was. I had the the one that the one that you beautifully made and and gave to me a couple years ago. Now I had that out on the yeah, counter the other. Day. I was playing it a little bit. Um, looking at it as I was thinking about my idea, but I came up with this idea, and it was I was based on I was looking at um, I was looking at uh, instruments from other countries like lutes, um, mm-hmm. kind of because of, I'm doing this. You know, every culture has like a stringed instrument, it's like a guitar, you know, and um, and so I was kind of looking at some other instruments from other parts of the world, and um, I was looking at this one. It was it's a, a, a Turkish instrument. Um, Saz or something like that is called. There's another another longer name. I can't remember it right now. But I was looking at it, and it has um the way that the headstock was set up. It had like the the tuning pegs like on the top and then on the side, and then the strings like like twist around. But I couldn't really tell when I first looked at it. It looked like there were some sympathetic strings because that happens in some of these instruments. Where they have strings that you don't play; they just vibrate. Um, okay. You'll you'll see that a lot in lutes. Um, 
you know, sometimes they're inside the guitar, sometimes they're just on some other part of the guitar, and you can pluck them like a little harp or something, you know. But um, so I thought there was some kind of sympathetic string. But the way this instrument is made, it has these like the frets, the or at least the lines where the frets are like curved around the top of the fingerboard. And uh, and I was like, huh. I was like, wow. I was like, do you actually play those notes there? And it turns out you don't. But um, but so they just do it for like a visual thing to help you see the positions. But it got me thinking about. I know a lot of guys when they play guitar, they will curl their thumb around the fingerboard and and play the low E string with it. And so that got me thinking about, and this is why I'm making a cigar box guitar, got me thinking about, well, what if I had a neck with uh, two fingerboards on it? So there's the uh, the one fingerboard, like just picture like a regular cigar box guitar with a three string neck. But now where you're, okay. instead of the back of the neck being rounded, the top part of the neck for about, for about th- half inch oh. is flat and it's angled down about 20 degrees, maybe okay. I think maybe 25 degrees, um, and it's fretted. And there's a string running across the top. So now when your hand is in the natural position, your thumb can push down on this, this bass string and, and root, and then your other four fingers are operating the three strings that are on the main fingerboard. Right. So I, I was thinking about this for a, a regular, <clears throat> like a full-size guitar or some full-size instruments, but I was like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't wanna, I was like, well, you know, so the guitar box, format was like the perfect place to sort of start experimenting with this in theory it seems like why wouldn't it work you might not get you know obviously the full uh register but you get you get what probably half a dozen notes up that well i i have i have some ideas (laughs) so so that and that's (laughs) because you see that's that's the problem right because then you have like i was thinking about my first thought was you know i'd have the string run through the box and and you know I, i could make it the full length because I'm thinking like you would you would sound it not by plucking it but just by doing like a hammer on they call it where you just push your finger right, down right, and just right. go boom boom you know um, yeah. so you don't necessarily need to pluck it with your right hand or with your left hand um, so I was like well the string could just go into the box and terminate um, and then I was running into issues with getting the tuners on there you know right and then uh, and then I ended up deciding I wanted to put the tuner down for the the extra string I wanted to put it on the other end of the guitar made more sense to me so I went the tuners way. getting getting in the yeah. way with each other I keep the headstock small so I just tune that one opposite they're gonna both they're gonna go over nuts and bridges on either side so it doesn't matter which side the tuner's on so I solved that problem and then that part just sticks outside the box a little bit so that solves that problem so then I started thinking about well what if I cut a hole in the box so I could actually reach in and pluck that string and what if I off center it in the box you know so I have it up at the top of the box and I can, and so I ha- I'm either going to do that, or what I might do is I might just take this whole stick and actually put it just on top of the cigar box. So it doesn't even run through the box, mm-hmm. and just stick it together like that, and then have the box put the some type of microphonic thing in there and the electronics and stuff, and just have the box just resonate from one side of it instead of the stick running through it. Right. And, you know, they actually make those. They make oh, them like that. Do they? Yeah, I figure yeah. someone must have by now. And then I yeah, able- that, more of the so you need to check out a, a website. It's um, cbgiddy.com. Oh, I've ordered from them. Yeah. Okay, but look at look at some of their uh, not only that but the links that they have. You go to Cigar Box Nation. There's a, a wealth of information there. Uh, Shane Spiel himself is like he's the dude, right? Yeah. He's kind of got this whole thing going about 25 years ago or re-energized it, so right. to speak. Right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, one of their kits they sell, the electric diddly bow or something like that, is, is the idea is the stickers on the outside of the box. Oh, cool. And the box is attached underneath it. Um, some of their some oh, yeah, no, kits kind of um, give you... I, I just see right here. So it's actually, what I was thinking about is if you picture, if the box is a rectangle, and but this okay. is something this is something that, that would work too, and, I, and I, I might consider this, but I was picturing, I see what you're saying. I was talking about putting it like... Um, I guess it would be the side of the box. So, oh, so, so it would almost be shaped like an axe. In, instead of like this, it'd be like this. Exactly. So for those who can't see our audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, so imagine people have, people have done that. I'm sure they've done that saying, too. Yeah. Yeah. But with uh, like gas cans, the old one gallon tin exactly, gas cans. Exactly. Right. Right. So, cause I don't even have a, I, I, I have a, you know, 750 square feet of garbage piled up in my shop and not one cigar <laughs> box. And I, I found a really cool exit sign, like a plastic exit sign that I thought I would use, but I was like, oh, I don't want to use that for this. I got enough to deal with. And so what I did is I was just making a box out of holocord doors, which is how you knew that. Um, yeah. I was, I no, I, I think that's what you should do anyway. That's, that's awesome. Make, yeah. Use the holocord doors, give, make yourself two or three boxes and experiment with it. Right. Right. Well, yeah. And, and for the video too, it fits my, my theme and my brand of making instruments out of 
out of doors. Yeah. But so yeah, I might I might look at I like that. I'm looking at this picture of putting it on the top surface because I was gonna make the like I glued up the I glued up the four sides of the box and I have the top and the bottom and I was gonna glue one of them on and then screw the other one on. I wasn't gonna bother with hinges because I don't need hinges. It doesn't have to work like that. Right. So I was just gonna put you know most often screen. most often we don't yeah there's no hinges you would yeah. take it apart anyway exactly. So. so I was just gonna do that. Um, yeah, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll do that. The only problem is it's going to go right over my graphic that I designed, my 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 logo copyright lawsuit graphic. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, you can make that the back of the box. I could make that the back of the box. Yeah, um, we'll see. But yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. That might be fun because it might it might look more normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. But I wanted to, because I was thinking, well, if I'm going to do it, I want to be able to pluck that string too. And uh, I'm picturing, I'm picturing you. Uh, uh, it could be like I don't know. I mean, I, it might suck. You know what I mean? I don't know. But it could be a, t- a new way of playing stringed instruments. And so what I was thinking is I'd do is I'd make it. I'd, I'd play it a little bit, and then maybe f- see if I can find one of these like YouTube musicians to mail it to, and just be like, here, can you guys do a cool song on this? If not, just nail it to a wall, you know. But um, we'll see. Well, so, uh, Shane Spiel would be the guy to send it to because he can play anything cigar. Well, he's a he's a musician anyway. He plays all kinds of regular guitars, but he he can make it work. So check out also. Uh, I, I wanted to talk to you about this anyway. This is to talk about bouncing some ideas. Um, if you take, uh, what would you think about making your own upcycling something to make pickups that they're already pickups, but that you just didn't know they were pickups? Oh, like that's yeah, that's been on the list for sure. Um, so not making the pickup itself, but going oh, basically, uh, and check out poormansguitar.com. And that's Shane Spill's website. He discovered uh, an original, like the first electric diddly bow made back in the early turn of the century, right? Yep. And there's this thing's got an actual pickup on it. He's like, where the heck did these pickups come from? He did some research. So imagine the old telephone operator like Lucy and uh, Ethel, right? Yeah. They're plugging it in. Those headphones that they were wearing, yeah. if you open those up. There's actually a little humbucker pickup in there. That was what they used. Oh, interesting. And if you wire it. If you wire it, it becomes a pickup. If you wire it, if you just plug it in, it becomes a pickup. Yeah, you can you can turn speakers into microphones and, and mm-hmm. microphones into speakers. Um, right. Because they're very similar. Yeah, I have heard that, but I've never done it. Uh, that would be that would be fun so, to try. But but if you're going to make something like a cigar box guitar or a weird instrument, imagine mm-hmm. having a 1920. And you can find these things on eBay all day long, right? These old headsets oh, that I have, have a the, few. the quarter inch yeah. jack on it. Yeah. yeah. If you if you take them apart, look what's inside there. And like I said, check out that website. He shows you exactly. He made a he made an electric diddly bow out of an old piano, uh, an organ pipe, uh, a pipe from a pipe organ. A square. It's basically a square tube box. Yeah. And um, he used one of those things for a pickup. And it's kind. Of, it's it's it sounds like listening to an old uh, old blues on a on a thirty seven and a half uh, whatever speed record the old records where it's all scratchy and mm. you know what I mean just like sounds like you know way back in the distance anyway interesting I, I thought you would you'd really like that as far as like upcycling a headphone to turn it into a pickup yeah that might be cool for this guitar because uh, I wasn't I wasn't going to put a magnetic pickup in it I had a couple thoughts about it because um, like you'd have to have it two sided you know, and so what I what I kind of settled on is I was just going to put some kind of like piezo, like a vibration pickup in there, or some sort, or a microphone. Uh, I have some some kind of garbage old mics. So I was thinking about stripping one of those apart and shoving it in there, and just like and making a part of it. You know, but uh, but I like that idea. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. That might be fun. Well, if you want to upcycle something for a piezo, uh, the old um, uh, fire alarms uh, in your house, the, the battery operated ones, pull yeah. that apart. There's a piezo in it. Oh no, kidding. That's interesting. That's what huh. makes the noise. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the topic is stemming off that, which is why I spent so much time on it, because while I was working on this design, and I, like, I, you know, I, I, I saw that instrument. This is ancient Turkish instrument. I, I can't, I can't, yeah. uh, I can't believe I can't remember the, the name of it right now. It's called a, uh, that, what you said sounds bag, right, Sass. It says, this one name, it's called, it's called a Baglama. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Baglam. that right, but it's you'll see them. They, um, they're like a gourd-shaped thing in the back with a flat top, and um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they have a long, skinny neck. You know, kind of looks like a looks like a bow door, like that, like ate too much, kind of. <laughs> uh, but um, and they, and they make them in different sizes and shapes, you know, or well, different sizes. Um, 
you know but so uh, you know i was looking at that and then that kind of sparked this i was like i didn't think i came up with the idea and then i i started thinking about this idea and i realized that that machine that machine doesn't play that way and so then i started doing like a whole ton of research i'm looking around all these instruments and and, and I don't think anybody else has ever done this, which I find hard to believe, or at least I should say nobody else has ever done it in that Google knows about. I found a guitar that was, it was like two six string necks that were in like a, it was actually really crazy. <laughs> I was laughing out loud. Um, so it's like, it's the guitar's almost picture like a, like a, like a Toblerone bar, like a triangular shaped instrument. Right, right, right. It had, so it was like two guitars um, and so you'd you're if you flipped it one way, you know you'd be playing one of them. You flipped it the other way, you'd be playing the other one. And then the third side was always where your hand went, and the strap went on the head and the tail of it on these plexiglass discs. So the guitar would just spin freely like a rotisserie turkey between your strap. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean it's always like great stuff. And I'm laughing. I'm like, here's a guy that like dedicated his life to this design, which is ingenious and stupid at the same time. I was like, I, I don't know, I don't know why I like him so much. <laughs> you know. Um, but but I was like, uh, it just I was like kind of like, oh wow, this is this is cool, like this like just rethinking and so like like you you know I said months ago I was like ah, I don't really have that much interest in making Scarbox guitar, like I, I I'm doing something like you know like a little different or a little maybe more professional or beyond. This is because I kind of reinvented the wheel for myself a little bit. This has gotten me really excited about it, and so I I, I wanted and you know and it's like. Again, these like lutes with multiple strings and strings in different places. Like all of this stuff has been around forever. Uh, no, there's yeah. no such thing as an original idea, really. But there's an original way to package it, and uh, and so I wanted. Right. To, I thought maybe we could sort of look at some other things that we could kind of reinvent and get excited about, like I am about this right now. What do you got? Ah, sure. That's a heavy, uh, <laughs> a heavy burden. Uh, some yeah. things I want to get excited about. Um, well, I mean, you could name something that you don't have any ideas for, and we can see what you come up with. You know. Well, I'm. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, how about my this workbench? I want to. I want to kind of redo. Um, okay, I, I build a better workbench. That, I still want to do that, but I'm. I'm struggling with. Not even really struggling. I'm just like, okay, so I'm going to tear it apart. I'm going to put it back together. In what way can I do that to make it different yet functional for me? You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I got to mount this vice that doesn't really fit under there, so I got to kind of redesign how that's going to go under it. Um, I, I don't want to make it mobile. I don't like my benches to yeah. be mobile. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I'm just thinking, what can I do special about this to make it just a little bit different? Right on. So how how big is the surface on it? Twenty four by forty eight. Uh, I'm guessing that's uh, about accurate. Yeah, looks like it's. Uh, you don't have to actually measure it, but you're going to. Well, it's 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 twenty by about five, five feet. Okay. Say. Oh, so that's actually pretty long. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Maybe maybe it is four feet, four yeah. or five feet. I don't know. Yeah, I um, wonder. I mean, like storage is always an issue like well it does have the four drawers under it which is oh, why it does. i want this oh yes oh, that's it, really has, nice. it has four drawers underneath yeah. it which i really like it's got a shelf underneath um i want to keep the same surface it's it's almost like i'm just gonna um you know kind of restore it a little bit and then add more features to it yeah. but i do got to raise it up that's yeah. the one thing i got to do i want to well, raise we, it up to get from we had talked about that um Right, which seemed pretty simple because it's already kind of set up to just basically put riser blocks under either side. Um, yeah. One thing I don't know if this would be of use to you or not, but when I um, one of the wacky pinball desks I made, it opened from both sides. I get um, right. You could because the the customer wasn't sure which side of the house or like the way the if she when she moved if she'd want to be on the other side of it, you know. And I bought um, drawer slides that went both directions. So you could huh. open it from either there. Was, so there's like cabinet doors in front of the drawers, and you could open either side, and you could pull the drawer out either way. And they were expensive, but they were they were pretty cool. And I could see on a little skinny bench like that, I could see you being on one side of it frequently <laughs> and wanting something that's in the drawer that's on the other side. Well, the the problem is it's going to be up close to my the wall, so I don't know if I have a lot of room to pull the drawer out from both sides. This, How, but you're right. The side I'd be standing on most often is the side that would not have the drawers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, uh, you know, the, I mean, if it's only 
18 inches or what'd you say 20 inches deep yeah the drawer i mean well, if you I guess you're right because yeah, if, if you only have 20 inches to stand in like i'm not saying you're a big fella but that's <laughs> you probably have more no, space this is good that. i like that so yeah. drawers uh Two-sided drawers. Two-sided right? drawers, yeah. I think, and you could, because you you don't even have to op- be able to open it all the way. I mean, if you open the drawer, if the drawer is eighteen inches deep and you can open it nine inches, you're going to be able to reach most of it, you know. But um, yeah, they sell those. I, I got those online at you know Amazon. Don't shop there, but try eBay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but they weren't. Um, no, no, that's good. So that's that's exactly kind of what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. What's something a little different I can do? I like that. I may have mm-hmm. to do that. The idea is, is I have this other little cabinet little roll away uh oh it's like a almost like a hospital cart or like a yeah, catering I have like that a that I have cart, yeah. all my guitar stuff in right all the yeah the frets and the pickups and all my electronics and all that and I'd rather have those in I want to consolidate I'm trying to get rid of some of the bulk in my garage I need to get so I want the, my workbench smaller I want to get rid of some of these carts you know cuz I collect and you know I'm like you I drive down the road oh there's a cart it's got three wheels I don't care I got another wheel I'll make yeah, it work right yeah yeah, and that's carts are always good. Yeah, anything with wheels is really hard to not grab when it's on the side of the road. Uh, I have all sorts of garbage with wheels on it, um, and that that particular cart is not super efficient for space. No, you know, no, because the top of it, although it's nice, it lifts up. You've got plenty of storage, but you yeah. can't really use it. You can't use the top of it because if yeah. you want anything underneath it, you got to lift it up. So, well, there's kind of over that thing. Well, there's another. I mean, you could you could open up the side. I mean, you got a plasma cutter. You could cut the side open on, on one of those and make a uh, like a little door. You know, I don't think it would lose its structure if you left like an inch of steel around the edge and just cut a window, and then. Uh, yeah, I, it'd still be in my way. I'm trying to make it go away. Uh, so oh, you want the, you I, want I, the I'm card gonna, gone? I'm gonna I'm gonna gut it. I'll, gotcha. I'll take the wheels off, of course, because I can't get rid of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. Gotta, gotta add them to the pile of mismatched wheels yeah. that I'll never use. <laughs> but yeah so that's that's one thing I have um, let's see what a, a good project so I do want to make my daughter a, a, a cigar box ukulele so that's going to be different for me because I'm going to have to fret it I fretted several I can do it I don't like it <laughs> because because I can't play fretted so I'm, I don't have a lot of interest in it so I got to fret it I got to make it nicer um the ukulele neck is going to be a little bit wider than what I've been working my standard inch and a half. You know what, young man? I Uh-oh. made I made that electric ukulele. CD. Yeah. Uh, no, not that one. I made one like a one for a client um, for uh, Bill Hart's daughter, and uh, okay. I made uh, the fingerboard. So it's a radius fingerboard. It's skinnier at the nut than it is at the width. It's uh, I think a 19-inch scale length, if I remember correctly, okay. and it has crayon rainbow inlays in it for position <laughs> like markers that. uh and i i made two of them because that one kind of came oh, out i remember that video yeah, yeah yeah you made a video yeah i did I, I did and i and i have it's i was just looking at it today because i was just measuring it for reference for my cigar box guitar i'm working on i can mail that to you it is fretted it is radius it is the right width and length for a 19 inch scale ukulele ready to go i'm uh, down it, i will totally love that the inlays are a little off on it um, and that's why I didn't use it for the customer, but, but that's because you know, it was a paying customer. You know what I mean? So, but for I mean, but it looks, by how I mean, it's still the inlays are still before the fret. They're, the they're, yeah, they're in. They're like they're like kind of like touching the fret a little bit on the twelfth one, and like they're not centered right. And there's a couple other. I'll, I'll send eh. you a picture, but you'll see. It's eh. but it's no, it's there's nothing wrong with it. You know, that's um, perfect. Except for that, just to, just things I was like, well, I'm charging a customer. I can't, you know, I can't use this i need to do another no, one she would love that she and would i love that. yeah so i've been saving it for uh for in case i ever made another ukulele i was like maybe i'll make one for vance or something and then i was even with this guitar i'm making now i was like oh maybe i'll use this but it was too complicated for what i'm doing because it's angled and and radius and stuff so i'll mail that to you yeah that's great because uh, aspen is totally into shakespeare and theater and i have a romeo and juliet cigar box that i found so oh cool that'd be a, cool. yeah that would be fun to make a u- ukulele out of yeah, cool. Here I'm just I'm, I have to put it in my calendar or I'll forget. So Bill fingerboard. Okay, got it. That's great. I love this podcast. It's the best <laughs> podcast ever. I just saved you a ton of work, my man. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, because making making a ukulele is uh, is fun. It's very similar to what you're doing, but the biggest yep. difference is is that the neck is not straight. 
You know what I mean? It gets wider as it goes out. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's really the, you know. But other than, you'll be able to totally glue this fingerboard on, build a neck like you've been building, put, right. it, to the, put it to the body, then glue the fingerboard on top. And, um, yep. you know, and carve a bridge and, you know. You have to, and it's radius, so you have to do the bridge. It'll have to be, like, you know, a little bit, a little bit rounded to get the... It takes I've got a some, um, yeah, I've got some uh, bone... Not bone. Uh, what what is it? It's like a quartz or sillstone, maybe. Anyway, they're 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 nuts that I can radius yeah. use for the 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 nut, and then yeah. for the bridge, I'll just have to build something fun. I think I think this one. I don't remember. I think it had a zero fret on it, so you would just have to put the nut just to hold the strings as they go out to the tuners. You would. Oh, perfect. I like that. I've been doing a lot of zero frets lately. So. Yeah, I've been doing it on all my guitars too. Um, I'm kind of into that right now. So. But, no, um, it's it's it makes it really easy to, to line up your. I mean to, because with the nut with the nut you gotta. It's still I always get confused because I use like screws for a nut. So yeah. then it's like the 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 top of the curve is the actual zero to make your measurements and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. But zero right. frets are fun. Zero frets are fun. Well, with a zero fret too, uh, then you can use the nut in the back, so you still have that look. But then you can just it just doesn't matter. You know, it's just as long yeah. as it's lower than the zero fret. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. So, what do you think? Sorry. So here, here we go again. Um, so, for a bridge or for some other aspect of this ukulele, because she's into theater and Shakespeare, is there any theme you can think of that I can make the hardware with? Like, Ooh, I really like that question. Um, I don't have an answer, but I really like that question. Well, um, like an old Victorian key or something. You know, I can make the bridge out of that, right? When them uh, old skeleton keys. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean. That'd be cool. You know, the first thing that comes to my thought, of course, is the happy face, sad face masks, you know, like the, the typical, like, theater yeah. thing. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you've already got a box picked out. Like, I don't know how you would do that. Um, you know, I mean, the key, I could mail you, uh, I could mail you a piano key with with the uh, the fingerboard to, um, to make a, a bridge out of. You might be able to use that ebony from a piano f for the nut in the bridge. I have a couple of those I could send you. Um, That's fun. It is fun because it's like it's from an instrument, you know. But uh, yeah, upcycling instruments to make an instrument, I love it. Yeah, it's like my favorite thing to do, you know. Um, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Like theater, because theater is everything. Theater's life. Is <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I do like the idea if you have an old key. I think that would look really cool. I do have a couple. And yeah, I got just specifically for that. I thought that might be apropos. <laughs> I yeah. might have used that big word in a correct way. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. And yet, um, yeah, I think this. I think the fingerboard will look okay for you. Know, you could always do two. Is you could. I, I think there's finish on it, but you could probably like sand it and stain it black if it doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Like, like use like a black dye on it or something. It's like blonde right now. But um, yeah. I have some. Uh, no, I think I'd probably like it. What you've done with it? I'd, yeah. I'd, that'd be part of the whole stick. Is. Uh, a real musician gave me these things that he made out of upcycled parts to go with my upcycled cigar box to the the wood I used for the fingerboard was from when I made that giant marimba it was a it was a cutoff from that so it actually oh, really? it actually wasn't um, reclaimed I bought some wood for that so it, it was but it's uh, upcycled from another instrument it was le yeah leftovers leftovers from that right. um, was, I think it was steamed beach I think steamed European steamed beach steamed beach yeah yeah. Not a nude beach, right? No, not that kind. No. Yeah, because she's she's not eighteen yet. So no, no. I think that's I think that was where Phil went today. Not sure. Uh, so speaking of, let's let's stick with shop stuff because I've been on this kick. I'm trying to organize my shop. I have the same problems as you, just on a macro level because I have I have the space, but I don't because I just put more crap in it, you know, and uh, and so because of that that means i don't have to i don't have to think as hard you know so well it, it's it's like is downsizing actually downsizing it's just creating more space to upsize differently right yeah yeah so you know i've been thinking about about you know some ways that I'm, i want to try to be more efficient with my space and i want to get your thought on this there's this one spot in my bench that i don't really work on uh but i it's where I put stuff that I'm not working on, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, clamp to dry or something. It's just like, like, and I, I had this idea, but I haven't fleshed it out yet. I was thinking about 
some type of shelf system, almost like a baker's rack that I okay. could so like I could put guitar bodies in next when they're clamped up gluing or you know, or just like random like pits. Like a lot of times like I if I'm working on a project like I you know, say it's a holocore door project and I'll have a bunch of cutoffs of the door in case I need any more. I like to just like not put them away, so you leave them on the bench. You know, so you end up like having little pieces and cutoffs of all the the wood from the project you're using. You have them in a stack, and you're knocking it over. And I was thinking about some some type of a on bench baker's rack, but it, you don't always want it there because sometimes you're gonna want that space. So how could you make it like fold up or or maybe a, attached to the uh, ceiling? First thing that came to mind. You don't have to fold it up. What if you made it, um, what if in that space of your bench, so for the baker's, I love the baker's rack because you can you can build the four legs, have many places to mm. slide in. In different height shelf. adjustments. Yeah, so you slide in, in plywood. So yeah. You might, you might put a guitar body on one shelf, and that's really narrow, so you can yeah. put another shelf right on top of it, and then the other thing might be a drum, so it's going to take up five spaces, then put something, you know what I mean? That, exactly. So the baker's yeah. rack idea. Yeah. So what if they went uh, just like uh, what do you call the the dogs on a on a on a workbench? So cut holes in the bench, make legs that will pop oh. in those holes when you want to use it. Mm. I like that. And the legs will actually be the baker's rack, and then you can flat pack it when you're not using it. Pop the four legs off, stack it over wherever you've got the different uh, rack pans or whatever you want to call it. Right. So, so it, what do you think? Do you think you'd have to make, you think all four legs could be individual or do you think it'd have to be like two H's or something? No, I think all four legs could be individual. And they could all, all have dados cut make, in, into them. Oh, this is a really good Dados cut idea. into them. And then the top of it, if you're going to actually use it, you put the four legs in, yeah. you brace the top with however you want to do it. Just take a piece of plywood with four holes in it and it would sit on top. That would be your, all the bracing you need. The dados right. are cut in it. So you have one permanent, one permanent shelf so that just, has four holes in the top, right. and there's four holes in the tops of the legs, and then four pegs in the bottom of the legs. So you yeah, just pegs are, just like your uh, your flat pack stool you made, right? Yeah. The top of it just kind of sits, hits the slots. That'll stabilize it. Yep. Put the four legs in, stabilize it at the top, and now you can put your slide your baker's rack trays in wherever you need them. Yeah. Yeah. And just cut just plywood baker's rack trays. Dado yeah. like dado every inch, or well, you figure if you use half inch plywood, so you have half inch plywood, inch of wood, half inch, you know, half inch plywood dado, inch of wood, just all the way up all four legs. Set up a jig on your a sled and mm -hmm. cut them all together on the table saw on the sled. What you'll route. find, yeah. I bet, is that you'll use it so often you won't end up taking it off that often. But when you do want to, you can. If you're not yeah. using it, it's just sitting there. It's like, you know what? Pull the things out, pop the legs off, set them up against the corner somewhere, wherever you've got room. And yeah. uh, it'll flat pack nicely with all those flat trays, right? And then I wonder if you could make trays that, like, because just the other day I, I had three guitar bodies and I was, I put linseed oil on them, you know, and then you let them sit for a couple mm -hmm. days. And so I had the little painter's triangles out and I had them sitting and then I had to move them off the table because I'm working, you know, so it was like things like that. I'm like, oh, I wish I had like a baker's rack to put these on. I wonder if I could make, so the, the baker's rack trays that slide in, picture this. What if one side had how they'd have to be they'd have to be adjustable, I guess. So I think how that built in um painters triangles, like like a little almost like a little um you know those little pegs like for your IKEA shelves, those little metal pegs. Right, right, right. What if right. You, what I could drop it on the CNC. What if I did like a like a whole board of holes and then you could drop four little pins and three little pins in so you have like little holes in each of these pieces, like a pegboard. Heck, you could even That's use That's actually pegboards. genius, dude. Because yeah, those man. little pins are just enough, because uh, you can put them wherever with with all the hole. Because you got that CNC, so if yeah. you've got almost a pegboard, you know, if you've got a pegboard lying on its side, drop those pins in wherever you want for whatever project it is. It's genius. That way, the oil can drip. You can. Uh, it's not gonna. You know what you I mean? Do, it's got room. You, and you could do two trays too, right? So if like yeah. you could have like a shelf that's a solid shelf, and then the one above it has the holes in it with the pegs in it. You put your, mm -hmm. your drippy wet thing and it's dripping onto a shelf, and then above that's another one, but it's got a shelf to protect it from getting dripped on. Why not just one tray? If, if you're using use three-quarter plywood, one side has a border around it so to catch the drippings, Yeah. and then you don't don't drill the pegs all the way through. Right, right. right. And just, when you're not using that, you just flip it over, and now you've got a flat surface. You slide it into the same slot and just use the flat side. Yeah, so one side's holes yeah. with a lip, and the other side is just a flat yeah. surface. That's a really... Really good idea, and I, you could probably even get away with that with just half-inch plywood. 
Yeah, I mean, those peg things are only tiny, so. Yeah, you only need to go in a quarter inch to, to hold them in place. And, and you don't, you're not going to use, so just two or three of those that have the lip around it to kind of act as a, as a tray. So the yeah. stuff, you know, the oil or whatever won't drip down. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun, dude. Because then on the top, you could put the, um, you could put the, like on that top piece that's making a solid, you could put your painter's triangles right up there and just put something up there. Then you got, I'm picturing the whole thing's only going to be three feet tall. You know, yeah, from yeah. my bench to my ceiling's four feet, you know. Um, so you got one on the top, then yeah, and then you could have like like three in the middle, and then you could have the one on the bottom. Could just yeah, that's uh, this is a really good idea. See, this is what I was hoping Dude. would come out of this conversation. Some <laughs> really clever idea like this. You'll use it too because you're not trying to get because you know people think baker's rackets where they put a hundred trays of cookies, right? Yeah. That's not what you're trying to do. But if you if you have one guitar body d- drying or glued up and you, on the next shelf, if you can utilize three things that you can take up the same space with that's huge that's yeah, huge you've got i'm always walking around like putting them on like it goes over on the welding bench or i got it sitting on top right. of the cnc machine or the laser trying to get it out of my way while i work and then it's like it's like oh, you know yeah this is and I, this is, this is this something is practical a yeah. lot of times what we do is we try and envision something like that and how can i make it so it'll hold 10 things you don't need 10 things you don't, you're not working on that many things yeah. at once Right then, then you've got the rest of your shop to lay things all over the place. But if you got a place for two or three things, drying, glue up, painted, whatever, just for all those little just, things, even just out of the way, even just, to just shoving on, the right? shoving all those cutoffs of that wood that I might use, you know, putting right. part parts too. That's the other thing. Like if I'm working on, like I have a uh, right now, I'm working on two guitars, the, you know, the five string and the six string, right? And so one of them I have like right. a pile of parts, and it's like literally there's just a pile of parts sitting in the corner of my bench. They could be on Which a tray. you bump and you knock over, could, it gets... Exactly. Now it's on the floor behind it and the sawdust, you know. If, if, so there's you, a, the, that lift tray. You could have. You could even have compartments on the make, trays. Make it, I was going to say, make another tray that's like a bento box with a bunch yeah. of little cubbies in it. So you yeah. can separate a couple guitars worth of uh, tuners on one side. And I don't know if you cut your frets before you put them in or you cut them as you go along. No, I do them as I go. But yeah, but exactly, you know. Because, right, I mean, right. I, I already a, yeah. have that for my tools. Like, I have, when I go to cut frets, I have a drawer and one of those, like, it's right. like a hardware display case that I pull out. It's like, oh, these are my fretting tools, right. you know. But when you're, you know, with the project itself doesn't have anything like that. I have parts and supplies stored like that, but not not the, uh, and, and I, I'm thinking about when I used to cook, we called them mise en place. And so that was, mm-hmm. um, everybody had this a baker's rack that we kept in the cooler and we would prep everything on it. And so you would have your, your okay. mise en place means like a place for everything everything in its place mm-hmm. and so before you cook you know you watch the cooking show on tv and they have the little glass jars with all the you take two cups of this one it's already measured it's already cut you know we did it in volume so, so you, it wasn't right but but so like that's that's how i work in my shop when i'm working on a project i want to have my meat supplies i want to have oh here's the bridge that i'm going to use and here's the tuners and here's the strings and i don't have any place to put them they're just in little piles everywhere and uh yeah so i could totally one make tray a, could suffice for all of those little yeah, upcoming two builds, right? You've and you could even have you, need, blah, blah, you could blah. even have like a little like uh, a spot on the front, like a little dry erase board in the front. So it's like you know, like Alex's base and you know, and Joe's you know, five. Oh you yeah, know, yeah. Little labels to for the coordinate with each, or just uh, chalkboard paint. You can use yeah. a piece of chalk. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I like that a Dude. lot. I know. <laughs> I know. We could we could uh, we could put these into what Izzy and Joel's business is like a flat pack CNC cut thing. And, uh, well, they, they, Izzy's doing yeah, because Izzy's yeah. doing those uh, the sandpaper, sandpaper thing, storage yeah. shelves. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, have to, I'll have to build one of these, and then yeah, then the yeah, only gi- giant bench dogs, man, with uh, slots in them. Basically, is all you, you know. What it it doesn't even need to. You could probably do just like the top. You could probably make two of those and make one for the bottom and have it just be freestanding. Oh, so you don't have to put any holes. So in you're not the dedicated. Well, the only reason the, the reason I thought the the bench dogs is because it's stable. It ain't going that, anywhere. It's not going to slide off the bench. Yeah, I like that too. But you could also, you, you if you want to slide it around and you want to move it around, uh, don't put the things in the holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but no, something sitting on top of it, that's a flat pack though. Because yeah. again, if you find it, a couple days go by, there's nothing on it, take it off your bench. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Just make it a habit because it will then sit there. Now it's in the way. And now, and, when you and now you start putting it, junk on it, and then. Yeah. When, when there's junk in that space, move that junk, set up your little tray thing, yeah. the baker's rack, and then organize that stuff. And it's just yeah. going to keep that flow going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that maybe if we do the top and bottom plate, 
Uh, so it's freestanding. You don't have to drill holes in your bench because some people might not want to drill holes in your bench. Like for me, um, now I'm thinking about products beyond just my personal use, you know. But uh, if you do that, and then if you want to make it permanent, you just run a, sh- a sheetrock screw through it into your bench, you know. <laughs> or, or even or just, clamp. Clamp, just clamp it, too. Yeah, just clamp yeah. the corners. Just, you don't have to go crazy yeah. with it. You just put a put a C-clamp on it, and you know, or, or a brick. <laughs> yeah, really. Cause, you know, when I, when I did those stools last year, I made the you know, 100-whatever stools. I have my father-in-law's, um, uh, what do they call it? It's like scaffolding uh, on wheels yeah. that like painters use, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he has like the it's like six or seven feet wide by like two feet deep by you know seven feet tall, and um, he just has like two shelves with it, and they're not even the full depth. But I just grabbed a bunch of pieces of scrap wood and plywood, and I put them across all the bars, and I was doing that with my stool tops as I polyurethane them, and I'd put them on, and I could fit like you know thirty of them, forty of them on this thing, and uh, mm-hmm. I've pulled that out a few times over the years, just even just sorting wood when I when I was making the stools and cutting the wood, I was like put the here, you know, pre pre table saw, post table, you know, stacking it on there and rolling it around. But I think a smaller version of that on a workbench would be pretty useful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that portability, and, and again, the ability to, to take it and put it away if you're not using it. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on it. Nice. That is that is gonna get made. I like it. I All like right. It. I, I want to see what your uh, final uh, interpretation of that discussion will be. Yeah, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna think about it a little bit before I jump into it, because uh, it'll I, change even as you're building it too. You'll sure. go, oh wait, this was good, but this will be even yeah. better. Blah 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 blah, and try that. So uh, yeah, I think I like that idea of the of the little uh, the pins, and then maybe putting mm-hmm. a magnet on it somewhere to hold the pins, like a magnetic yeah. a magnetic cup, you know, that's attached to one of the shelves mm-hmm. and keep the pins in, you know, because uh, you don't want to lose your parts. Uh, yeah, and it would come apart. It'd be the the top, the bottom, and then like four shelves would be all like the same size plus the four legs. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. I like it. Call it the Maker's Baker Rack. Yeah, the, the, the Maker Baker Rack. I like it. Yeah, well, mine's gonna be like the Guitarist Baker Rack. I mean, I'm gonna build it specifically yeah. for stacking guitar bodies, but right. you know, for for me, but it would start with that size, about eighteen by twenty, you know, or you know, something like that, or 18 well, by that, 24. that's the thing. I mean, you could imagine, if, if, no matter what you're doing, if you're production running a bunch of stools, like you said, maybe you want to make one more vertical, like a baker's rack, to do all the stool tops, like you mm. said, right? You're using the painter's thing for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the idea is out there. Yeah, the idea is out there. I mean, you could, you know, the other option, of course, is just to make it on the wheels like a <laughs> like a real baker's rack. But I like this idea of like a mini baker's rack is kind of what's exciting to me. You know. Again, say I'm trying to get rid of stuff on wheels now. I mean, I I yeah. have to have things on wheels, but then I get crazy and I have a lot of stuff on wheels. It's like you know what? I have a lot of stuff I don't use on these things that are on wheels. So, yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, it's right now in the the winter. The doors stay closed, and like my my storage bay, I just I just pitch and shove in there, man. I just keep. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a nightmare. And uh, I mean, my shop is never too bad. Like I, I keep that, but that storage bay is like. I'm, and now it's cold out. Just like when spring comes, man, I'm going through with a bulldozer. It's time, <laughs> starting over. Okay, uh, I think that was a pretty good conversation. Well done, son. Well done. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, let's uh, see. We actually have a review to read. Um, Two, I believe. Uh, I only see one. Well, I'll read the one I see, and you can read the one you see. If uh, right. So I'm going to read uh, five, it's five stars, so that's why I'm reading it. Um, uh, a Reclaim Review by Dog Food Guy. <laughs> I love the names people use. Uh, if you are a woodworker, if you are looking for inspiration on how to use that pallet wood you've been storing for three years in the corner of your garage that your wife has been asking you to clear out, if you want to learn how to get the best value out of that incredible yard sale bandsaw you bought last year that didn't even come with a flat table, then I'm sure there is a podcast out there for you. These guys are just way (laughs) too fun to listen to to worry about getting distracted with stuff like that. Sure, there's some talk about router planes and woodworking projects and upcycling. Wait, where was I going with this review? Never mind, these guys are awesome. (laughs) I love that. You know what? This, This, probably because Phil wasn't here, this might have actually been a useful podcast. 
You know what? I think it was. Yeah. I, I do. I do. So the other review, I, uh, it was written, I think, today. Oh, so, that's maybe uh, it's it's, 27th. I, I opened this yesterday. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the, it's spelled R-E-D-E-R-S, so readers, the readers, readers. readers. I don't know. Anyway, it's five star. We're reading it. That's all yeah. that counts. So it says, I've been listening to this podcast for over a year as I drive to and from work. These three guys, <laughs> these three guys have great, well, it's two guys today. So these three guys minus one have great chemistry <laughs> and seem to be longtime friends. Excellent tips on woodworking and upcycling make this worth your time, whether you are a beginner or a sawdust grizzled veteran. Worth a listen. Rick at Panhandle Woodworks. Thank you, Rick. I will be the sawdust grizzled uh, just old guy. How's that? Okay. Yeah, I think that, that fits you. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's very kind. And I think I, th- I think that we are old friends now. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for four years. Over, yeah. four, over four years. And uh, we I've knew each other. I've been stalking you for like six. It's, it's probably been about that long. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that we've been friends. So I guess we are old friends. <laughs> that's crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's... Yeah. it's it's I it has been almost maybe maybe two or three times, maybe a little more than that. But it's been every week, every week for four years, not just mm. mostly. No, uh, every week. Yeah, we missed one. You know, I mean, yeah. some of us have missed one here and there, but yeah, we've missed like one. Right, right. All, all of us yeah. missed one just recently. Um, cool. Okay, that was a lot of good stuff. How about? Um, do you have any tips? Do you want to share? You know, I do, um, and you mentioned it again, and we might have mentioned this before, but I was working on something uh, a few days back, and uh, the little tiny gigantic uh, power uh, magnums, the geodesium nazimuzum magnets, right? The little tiny buttons. Oh, the neodymium, I think it's pronounced. Right. Yeah. So those those little itty bitty magnets. Uh, what I wanted was I wanted a uh, a coin, not a coin tray, but a, a screw tray, right? So just without even hesitating, I have an old metal cat dish that Casey gave me. I grabbed three of those magnets, stuck them on the bottom of this metal cat dish, and I was using that to throw screws in. You were mentioning something just a minute ago about putting those pegs in for the yeah. uh, Maker Baker rack. Yep. So. Just another handy thing to do with those little tiny magnets. You can slap them to even a even a uh, the old tin can. I think they're magnetic, you know. And, and uh, yeah, those uh, are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So just a real quick uh, 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 screw bowl, screw bowl, magnetic I, screw bowl. I, w- I will see your magnet and add to that. Um, I have a lot of magnets around my shop from old broken speakers. Like when someone throws out mm-hmm. some garbage speakers on the side of the road i will well, i used to i don't anymore because i'm trying to get rid of stuff now but i used to pick those all up and i would just bust the magnets out um and i have them all over my shop like i have one like the, the first one that's popping to mind is uh on the side of my scroll saw because i have an old scroll saw and so to change the blade you need to you need a flathead screwdriver and you have to go in there mm-hmm. and it's a real pain in the neck but so i have a flathead screwdriver stuck to a magnet on the side of my scroll saw because otherwise I'm not changing the blade if there's not a screwdriver there because I have to walk somewhere for it <laughs> and I'll just stop scrolling. I'll do something else. So uh, just like little things like that. And then I use them, of course, when I'm, uh, you know, denailing stuff. I'll just put it on the bench and and stuff like we, that. We've mentioned this more than a few yeah. times, but it's always good to bring up. Sitting on my desk right now, there's a magnet full of safety pins. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they're, they're very useful for especially the strong ones like the neodymium. Uh, making sure there's no nails in something before you run it through a saw, you know, uh, because if the nail, if you have a strong magnet and the nail is below the surface of the reclaimed wood and you can't see it, the magnet will find it and it'll tell you right yeah, where it is. Uh, anybody that makes a lot of boxes, especially when you start, uh, start out new boxes are fun to make. Um, you can use magnets, those neodymium magnets as closers to keep oh, yeah. the box yep. close yeah. instead of the hasp. You know what I mean? So it's like a latch. Uh, that's yeah. always fun. And it's a simple, small forcer bit. Pop a little hole, drop a glue, set a magnet in there, boom. Yeah. And you can get those things. I mean, I've bought them, you know, on eBay. So you buy, like, if you're getting little eighth-inch ones, you can buy, like, mm-hmm. like 50 of them for, like, less than 10 bucks. you know. They're, yeah, they're Harbor Freight sells them, or, or stores like that, too. And I know, try and avoid it. But if you are in Harbor Freight, look around. They have them in, like, 10 packs yeah. or 20 packs for like two bucks. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bigger ones. Yeah, cool. Nice. All right, that's a good tip. 
Um, what are you into? Do you have anything you want to talk about for the for that segment? Um, you know, I, I I don't remember if I mentioned this last week, um, but Casey and I have been watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and um, it's a fantastic, fantastic show. Absolutely. So, set in the fifties, she's a female, and females didn't have all the. Back in the 50s, you can get in trouble. This is back when Lenny Bruce, right? He's kind yeah. of a character in the show. Uh, but you can get in trouble for cursing in public. It was just, you know, indecent speakage or whatever. So, she, and then being a woman anyway, you know, it's like, come on, little lady, step aside, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can't be a comedian. So, anyway, she's struggling to go through life and she's becoming, she's really good at what she does. And it's just, it's an amazing show. Check out The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Hmm. I've, um, I've heard of that. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I'll have to, I'll have to yeah. check that out. I might, I might have a way to see that. Also, uh, <laughs> just real quick, and, and I haven't done this in quite a while, but I couldn't help but check out Paul Jackman's uh, Kitchen Island Reclaimed Made From Pallet Wood. That, the, the, uh, his latest video. Just check out Paul Jackman's latest video. Holy smokes. The guy just continues to... Uh, I hate him. I hate him. Ah, I didn't see it. <laughs> what about you? What's going on? Um, I I know I uh, I've mentioned podcasts. I don't. I just haven't been watching a lot of stuff. I do have podcasts blaring all the time in the shop, and um, and, and I, I know I've mentioned Radio Lab before, but this is a, a recent one, and it was all about um, black. <laughs> this black paint, um, and so it's it's a whole long story uh, if you're if you're remotely interested in this. But basically, it started with this this tech company was making something for some whatever tech reasons and it it was very complicated and expensive to make and it was about um black and when they made it it ended up being like the most black black that was ever made it would like reflected like 99.6 percent of all light or whatever so it was like really interesting to look at and kind of wow crazy and so then there's some famous artist guy they went and they gave some some famous artist guy to mess around with with art because they made it for tech reasons not art but the whole world got excited about it they give it to this artist guy and but they when they did it they did it like they would do with any of their other tech they did this like sort of non like an exclusive contract with the guy so all the artists other artists got all upset like oh what this guy owns black now you know like kind (laughs) of so it turns into this whole like kind of kind of like weird art experiment slash like you know like flexing thing and some other artist goes and he starts selling this paint that like this pink paint and he and if you buy it from him you you have to sign a waiver that says that you're not this other artist and that you will never give (laughs) you will never share this paint with this other artist like everybody in the world can buy this paint except this one man and there's this whole legal contract around it's like an experiment you know it's an art thing and that turned into of course the original artist flipping him the bird with his finger dipped in his pink paint that he's not supposed to have access to (laughs) So the, the whole story, and it's like, just when you think the story can't get any better, it steps up to the next part of the story where this guy, he's like, well, you know, I'm just going to make my own black that's even blacker than their black. And he did, and it's called Black 3.0, and you can buy it. It's about 20 bucks a pint. And I instantly, as soon as the podcast was over, I bought it, and I cannot wait for my Black 3.0 paint. I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> so you, you what I'm into is Black 3.0. One thing I, I didn't know, uh, somebody told me uh, about black and white. So we always think that, you know, black is like black. It's empty space. It's There's no color. And it's actually black is the inclusion of all colors. Right. Because right. color is and being white is reflecting. actually has no color. Well, no, white is all the color, but it means it's reflecting all the color. And then black is all the color, but it means it's absorbing all the color. Absorbing all the color. Right. Okay. So that's... I knew that's, it was something like that. It's weird. Yeah, because, like, you know, white, like, the white light comes at you, but then you hit it with, a, like, a prism, and it refracts all the colors out that make the white light. Um, okay. So when you look at a green leaf, the reason the leaf is green is because that is the shade of light that it does not absorb. And so you... So it's reflecting oh. back at you, and you see it. And so black absorbs everything... And that's why it's dark. Oh. And then white reflects everything. And that's why it's right. That's why tennis players wear white because it reflects the light off of them. So it reflects the heat off of them. Oh. It's, it's interesting. This is why they, they have that styrofoam roofing that's painted white to reflect the heat off of your roof. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I feel smarter. I smell well, sm- I mean, Phil's not here and I feel smarter. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. Like, I'm, I'm sure you've had a car with a black interior. 
And, oh yeah, yeah, and absolutely. it's just it's just brutal. You leave it outside for 15 minutes in the sun, and it's like you you burn yourself getting in it, you know. And then you've had cars with gray, even just a gray interior, and it's it's like a hundred hundred times lighter and softer. And, and uh, I I learned the hard way uh, uh, up in the mountains when it's there's a little bit of snow, and I'm not a big snow person. Uh, a little bit of sunshine, you'll get sunburnt in a partially cloudy day because of all the light reflecting off of the snow. Exactly. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. And so that's that was what like so this this where this black story started with was this this chemical whatever I forget you know uh, thing where it was it wasn't about that it was just like sort of happened in the process and then this other artist guy just kind of went in and was like just you know pigmenting it up to <laughs> to absorb all the all the light he possibly can you know so that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week, and uh, I can have I'll, I'll I'll make Phil say the uh, the outro. So oh, from, good. from last week. I like that. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Guys, I want you to contact us for show topics, suggestions, questions, feedback, all that good stuff. We absolutely love hearing from you guys. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, we will read out any and all five-star reviews, so go ahead and leave those. Uh, we've made it easy to do so by going to our website, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. Click on the link, and it will open up your iTunes where you can leave that review. Uh, same deal with Patreon. There's a link for it on our website. Otherwise, you can go to Patreon.com slash ReclaimedAudio and, uh, and you can help these three guys stay on the air because what we're here to do is entertain you it's like brilliant. You're brilliant. You're brilliant. Thanks. I feel more brilliant, and you already are. You just you're like white. You're reflecting all this brilliance back at me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we'll see you all next week. All right, everybody. All right. Be good. <laughs>